T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, it's a football Friday here on Home and Home 5. College football games today leading up to the Cheez-It Bowl. Boy, the names are outstanding this college football postseason. Yesterday gave us the Walk-Ons Bistro and Sports Bar Independence Bowl. By the way, a shutout. Miami, oof, 6-7. and seven. Happy Friday, everybody. Home and Home, a radio.com sports original. We're brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Check them out. The smartest way to hire at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. A fundamental problem with the college football playoff schedule. I'll get to that in a few moments. I'm Dave Briggs, home in Connecticut. Ross Tucker's home in Pennsylvania. We'll get to the home market of the Dallas Cowboys later on this morning to talk about the boys backing in to the postseason potentially. And all about college football, Cam Meller, Pro Football Focus, joins us this morning as well to break down college football's Final Four. And who else? What other bowl games are we missing out on that we're not talking about? Who deserves some more credit? But first this morning, the greatest skier of all time, Lindsey Vaughn, got her husband, one of the spectacular defensemen in the NHL, P.K. Subban, they got engaged, Lindsey Vaughn giving him an engagement ring because she said guys deserve engagement rings. Ross Tucker, we put this to a poll to the viewers and they, uh, more than 5,000 people voted and overwhelmingly they answered no. Guys do not even want engagement rings. Would you have wanted an engagement ring? Did Lindsey Vaughn get it all wrong? Uh, she did. Evidently, P.K. Subban wanted it. I- I'm guessing if she got it for him, I'd rather just have a box of Cheez-Its, quite frankly, than an engagement ring. I don't really understand the concept, although I guess that doesn't make sense because the concept is the same one with the reasoning bef- behind a man giving a woman an engagement ring. So, I don't know. Um, I guess this is where we are in society with every year, Dave. I feel like gender roles, gender stereotypes are being removed, are are being put on the back burner. And I guess that's a positive. That's a good thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I retweeted your poll. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. You're at Dave Briggs TV. I'm a little surprised over 12% of the guys that responded said, yes, they do want engagement rings. I would not expect that to be the case. I mean, honestly, Dave, I don't like it just because I think I'm old fashioned, but I guess I don't really care that much. Like, I mean, I don't know. Is it that different? Would it be just a band around my wedding ring finger? Just like my wedding? 
I, I don't even know enough about the concept, I feel like, to talk intelligently about it. See, I'm suspicious. I think that women want to turn the tables, not because they want guys to have nice jewelry, because Lindsey Vaughn did get P.K. Subban an unusual engagement ring, not the typical wedding band, but I'm suspicious, and I get it, quite frankly. I get why women are angry all these many years. They've been marked from the day they're engaged, some of them a year, year and a half, two years even. They are marked, do not touch this woman She's engaged, and what they want really is us to be marked. Six months, a year, two years out from the wedding, they want us to have a ring when we're going out on the road, like Ross Tucker may have been. If you're a, uh, if you're going out uh, at a bar with your boys, this is what it's all about. See, the ladies want us marked, and I get that they should want us marked, quite frankly, because they have to wear the ring a year, two years in advance. Difference is, I don't think ladies care so much that a man has a wedding ring, whereas I do believe that men stay away from a woman when they see the engagement ring. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I agree with that, Dave. I guess I I think it I, I disagree with you that mm. women don't like being marked. I agree that part of the reason for the engagement ring is for, for PK Subban is kind of like a, a hands-off thing that he's yeah. marked, that he's taken. But I don't know. You think women don't like engagement rings? I think they love engagement rings. They love saying, my fiancé. Oh, I got engaged to my fiancé. My fiancé, yes. Oh, we're going to go to Olive Garden after we go to Home Depot. My fiancé, we're getting ready for the wedding. Me and my fiancé, see, I have this ring. We are absolutely registered at Bed Bath & Beyond. With my, like, I actually think girls like being marked. I think they like the engagement ring. You don't? I think they like the engagement ring. No question about it. I just think they, they would like men marked the same way they are. I do agree with you there. I just think this is ladies saying, Hey, look, I want this guy with a mark around his finger for the next year because you know, they don't entirely trust the dude, but there's a whole nother question here, which is the guys even give a damn about the jewelry. And maybe we're just old school, boring dudes, but I can't even tell you how many wedding bands I've had. I believe this is four. This might be five. It is definitely not two or three. My wife initially got me a very nice ring, lost it, lost the second, third. And again, this may be four or five because I have two other rings in my bathroom, in my nightstand, uh, one in each, because I know I'm going to lose this one. I don't wait, have wait, any. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait. yeah. Well, why are you taking your ring off so often that you're losing it? Always have, always will. Fundamental flaw. Uh, I take it off to work out. Don't like the uh, all the scratch marks that go with the free weights. And the real reason is, bro, I use a lot of hair gel. And I've tried leaving the ring on with the hair gel and it always gets crammed down in the crevices between the ring and the finger. And then it's just a real pain in the ass to get it out or I leave it on there all day. That's just frustration I don't need. But now I only spend, I think this beauty right now is like 30 some dollars 
on Etsy, the website Etsy. Uh, I'm sure it's high quality, whatever it is, sterling silver, but there's no real attachment to the ring I own because I know it's only a matter of time before I lose this one. You've never lost a ring. Uh, I only take mine off when I'm going to lift free weights. So I don't like having, uh, and even sometimes then I forget to do it. But like this morning, uh, this morning I was working out for so long. No, but this morning I was doing a dumbbell incline. Uh, I was doing lat pull down, some shrugs, and I took my ring off. But I, I've never lost my ring. I, wow. I married in 2006 and it's been... 13 years. Um, no, I got married in 2005 and it's been 14 years. <laughs> and But it's the same ring I got originally. I'll tell you what, I got a bigger issue than the ring itself. On your tweet, you said Lindsey Vaughn proposed to P.K. Subban. I, I, we got focused on the ring part of it. Did she actually propose to him? Because well, I got a much bigger problem with that than just the ring part of it. Well, that was merely ceremonial. And that was the confusing part of the story. If people just picked up on that article and read the headline, they had to go on and read the entire article. He had already proposed to her. They were already engaged. This was a second proposal. She just really wanted to formalize it in giving him the engagement ring, but they were already technically engaged. And he asked her originally. Yeah. I, I originally thought, boy, I would not be comfortable with that, especially if I'm a professional manly athlete, the way PK Subban is, I would not be comfortable with my uh, girlfriend as it were in being, uh, being the one down on one knee with the proposal. I hope we don't get to that point. I know that is happening more and more though. You would not be down with that. I, I gather. Uh, no, I would not be comfortable with that. That would bother me on a lot of different levels and I don't think it would work out. So if I ever get divorced and I'm available and you're interested, ladies don't propose to me. Okay. That's not what I'm looking for. That would not go well. I would much prefer, in fact, if you just got me Cheez-Its. Can we agree, Dave? I know you were talking about the Cheez-It bowl. Can we yep. just agree that it's by far the best snack cracker ever created? Oh, I'm afraid I can't do that. Uh, I'm afraid I just can't do that. I'm a Ritz cracker guy. I like the buttery goodness of the Ritz. I'm okay with the Cheez-Its, but they've got to be the white cheddar variety, the standard doesn't do all that much for me. Holy crap, dude. Yeah. You would rather have a plain, I'm talking no toppings on it, just the cracker itself. You'd rather have a plain ass Ritz cracker than a glorious cheesy cheese it? I would. I would. It's not much question for me. I'll take butter over cheese any day. I like cheese. I'm obsessed with butter. Anything buttery is my number one. I like the cheese at bowl. I'm all for that. I think that's actually the one title sponsored situation that makes sense. Cause at least cheese at bowl, they get all the people like you and I to talk about them and they, and the broadcasters have to say cheese at bowl. But when it comes to like the one I mentioned earlier, the walk-ons bistro and sports bar uh, independence bowl, no one says 
the title sponsor. So why would it make sense for you to plunk down all that money on a bowl game? Very few people have any idea who or what you are. There are some even better names out there like the Makers Wanted Bowl, uh, Elkhart, Illinois, I believe, or Indiana it is. So there are some very bizarre title sponsors. Do you think they make any sense? Well, it's funny you say that because I tweeted this on Sunday. I mean, on Wednesday. Do you remember, Dave, the game that used to be on Christmas Day at like 11 in the morning or noon? I do not. They used to always have an all-star game, which was primarily smaller school guys but also guys that didn't make a bowl. And it was called the Kelly Tire Blue-Gray Classic. Yes, yes, I do. Dave, the last time they played that game was 2001. I have no idea if Kelly Tires still exist, if that's still a company, if you can even buy Kelly Tires. But it's been 18 years. And yet, in my head... It's still the Kelly Tires Blue-Gray Classic. So on some level, Dave, it works. I mean, on some level, it like it sticks with you. I think the key is longevity and consistency. And I also think that they do it primarily because they get a lot of love during a standalone ESPN game. I mean, that you know, whatever it was called, the auto care, auto lane bowl or whatever last night, Eastern Michigan pit, quick lane. I mean, quick lane had a bunch of commercials. It was the only football game on more people than you think were watching it pit Eastern Michigan. And they quick lane the crap out of that game. I don't know anything about quick lane other than they're all over that game. And they, I mean, I, 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 I have no idea what they pay, Dave. I don't know how that compares to just other random commercials, but I don't know shit about Quick Lane. I don't even know where it is. But last night, they Quick Lane me to death. I now know about Quick Lane. Okay. I, I take it back. Maybe it works. Uh, I think consistency and longevity is the key. Kelly Tire is very much still a thing. To me, like Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, that lasts a long time. But most of these come in and out, maybe a year, maybe two years at a time. How much of a bump do you get from one particular bowl game? I don't know. I do know this. Drew Brees is a co-owner of Walk-Ons, Bistro, and Sports Bar. So he may have been uh, the guy that pushed for that title sponsorship. So yeah. You know what, Dave? I feel the same way about stadium naming rights. Like, to me, it's crazy that AT&T Stadium or whatever down in Dallas, like, the value of the naming rights, I feel like as soon as they say they're going to build a stadium, that is when you need to buy the naming rights. Because I don't think you actually have to pay until the stadium's actually operating so you get like three or four years of, yep, uh, Briggs Briggs Memorial Stadium is scheduled to be built in 2024. The first day of Briggs Stadium will be two. You know what I mean? Like yep. that's like that's when people are talking about the stadium all the time when it's being built or when they're talking about when it's going to open. You know, AT and T waited like two years or three years after Cowboy Stadium opened. I feel like you lose a lot of value there. Like people call it Jerry's world 
because it didn't have a name for so long. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And and I, I think the problem is that the value of those have really come down because companies can't stay stay with it. So after four or five years, it's the renaming rights of those stadiums. That is a terrible deal uh, for for these uh, these companies. You talk about time uh, breaking down the value of things. And I think that's the big problem as I see this college football playoff right now. I love the playoff system. I like that there are four teams. I do think they have it right. I don't think they need to incorporate eight. That will just bring in more problems. But I do think they have to fix the problem of the calendar because tomorrow is the college football playoff, the two big games. And then there are 16 days, 18 different bowl games between that game, the 28th, where there's two, and then the national championship on the 13th of January. I feel like that massive span of time, more than two weeks and 18 bowl games, will kill the momentum the college football playoff has. I can't imagine anything in life where you don't need to stay on people's minds. You know, out of sight, out of mind. That isn't just sports. That is everything in life. And that massive gap is going to really hurt the excitement leading up to that bowl game, in my opinion. Well, I mean, first of all, that's the way it's always been. Second of all, I don't really see the difference between the college football playoff and the Super Bowl, where there's always two weeks before between conference championship games and the Super Bowl. And that's kind of the idea. You know, there's a week of nothing but Super Bowl talk, and that's kind of what the college football playoffs trying to do. Whoa. And they don't feel like it's out of sight, out of mind, because they talk about the national championship game on every bowl game after that. This, like is, after- not, this is not the way it's always been. This is the longest gap they've ever had substantially. So this is this – is- far from the, the norm that they have in college football, 16 days, easily the longest they've had between the, uh, the semifinals and the final. And of course the problem was they wanted to play those games on new year's Eve. And they found out, well, you can't exactly just change people's routines on new year's Eve. And the ratings took a big hit. The super bowl is in, in something entirely different though. You don't need to worry about the super bowl. you got about, a hundred million people who are going to watch that game regardless. And the NFL is far different. It's not a regional sport like college football is the NFL. The Super Bowl is an everything, every person. Most people don't even care who's in it. They're going to watch. Whereas college football is very much regional and has a much harder time staying on the minds of the, of the casual sports fan than does the NFL. Yeah, I, I don't see it that way. I don't I don't look at college football as a regional sport. Um, oh boy, I, I think college football is probably the second most popular sport behind the NFL. Um, and I think that they've been doing it recently. I mean, last year they played the games, the college football playoff games, on a Saturday, and then it was not nine days. It was a week after that. So it was the same thing, I believe, you know, I'm trying to think maybe it was, maybe you're right. Maybe it was just, was it just nine days last year, Dave? I'd have to look at the exact days, but I know this is certainly the longest wait they've ever had. Yeah. I guess I don't, you know, 
to me, I don't, I don't, well, let's, it'll be interesting. I mean, the proof will be in the pudding, right? Like we'll see what the ratings are, but to me, like whenever that game is, I'm, I'm watching that game. So, and they obviously don't want to have it on during the NFL playoffs. So their options in my mind would be to have it on Monday, whatever that would be, you know, January 6th or Monday the 13th. I don't really know why they don't go Monday, January 6th. To your point, that would seem to be the better date to do it. You still have nine days between it. And yes, there are some bowl games in between. I don't know why they wait a week like that. I do know this. I feel like, Dave, everybody is rooting for LSU. Obviously, if you're an Oklahoma fan or an Ohio State fan or a Clemson fan, you are rooting for your team. But other than that, I just kind of feel like America has fallen in love with Coach O. I think they love the Joe Burrow story. And I feel like for whatever reason, LSU is very likable. So if you live in Colorado, like where you're from, or you live in Washington State, wherever, right? I just feel like, are you really rooting for Clemson or Oklahoma or Ohio State? I doubt it. I think you're rooting for LSU. Am I wrong? Well, it, it, the way I see it is which of these teams has the biggest national following? And to me, that is Ohio State. And, and they have these maps, actually, these fan maps of engagement in the, in the college football playoff each year. And currently, the map that is out there has a massive swath of Ohio State fans. And then there's kind of patches of the other three. I do feel like certainly the best storyline is LSU, is Coach O, is Joe Burrow, the kid who raised a half a million dollars for the Athens County Food Pantry, his hometown, after an emotional Heisman Trophy winning speech. So I definitely feel like those who are paying the most attention to the college football playoff are rooting for the emotional story and somewhat of an underdog story, which is kind of hard to believe given it's LSU. But in terms of national interest, I still think overwhelmingly that is on the side of Ohio State because they have the biggest fan base. I think if Alabama's in, it's an entirely different equation because the country is sick and tired of them and they will do anything to root against Alabama the same way they do against the Patriots. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying about Ohio State having a huge alumni base and being national. But my point is, is if you're not an Ohio State fan, I mean, obviously Ohio State fans are rooting for Ohio State. But if you're not an Ohio State fan, I think you're rooting for LSU. Although I will say this, Dave, I think this is interesting. I was talking with my brother-in-law and father-in-law on Wednesday, Christmas, and they're big Penn State fans. Pretty much everybody where I live, central Pennsylvania, is a big Penn State fan. And we were talking and I said, are you guys going to root for Ohio State Saturday night? Because it's good for Penn State. It's good for the Big Ten. You know, Ohio State, uh, Penn State had the closest game against Ohio State all year. They actually played them pretty tough, even after their quarterback got hurt. And if Ohio State's in the national championship game, that's good for Penn State. I mean, that's, that's, that's good for the Big Ten, but... They don't really see it that way. They don't, they know that that's true and they know that that's probably what they should do, but they can't do it 
they're going to go ahead and they're going to root for uh, Ohio State to lose. That's interesting. I, I have a different take on this. I guess I grew up a Duke basketball fan. And when Duke was out, I could always find it relatively easy to root for North Carolina. And my dad, who went to Duke, was always so angry that I could sit there and root for North Carolina because he felt like that was almost, well, sacrilegious to root for Duke's biggest rival. So I, I guess I I understand, though, if you are from central Pennsylvania, that you could never, ever bring yourself to root for Ohio State. Can you bring yourself to root for Ohio State? You have a, a bit of an affinity for the Nittany Lions. You know what? And this might sound funny to you. I don't know. Like, in my mind, I think I'm going to root for Ohio State because, because it is all about the Big Ten and it's good for Penn State. But the truth is, Dave, when that game starts, I don't know how I'm going to feel. You know what I mean? Like, in my mind psychologically, and this happens to me sometimes, I say I'm going to root for Ohio State. But when the game starts and I'm watching, I don't know how I'm going to feel. Do you ever feel that way? No, I usually have a pretty good feeling leading up, uh, just absorbing so much information as we do today. I, I have I have been pulling for LSU for quite some time, I just enjoy so much watching Joe Burrow and hearing Coach Joe and seeing those three, I believe, NFL caliber wide receivers that Joe Burrow gets to throw to each and every week. I, I love the story. I think it's great for college football, but I think we all deserve to see LSU and Clemson. No disrespect to Ohio State. I just really want to see this football game. That's the one I want to sit on my couch and watch. And yeah, I, I get that. Uh, I think we all agree, no Oklahoma. I mean, I, I think we all agree, I do not want Oklahoma. They don't deserve it. LSU, but I'm okay if it's LSU, Ohio State, or LSU Clemson. I mean, Ohio State's closest game all year was beating Penn State by 11 points. That's their closest game all year. I mean, they've got Justin Fields, who will be a top five pick next year. Chase Young and Jeffrey Akuda will probably both be top five picks this year. Uh, I think Ohio State has an awesome team. I think it would be awesome if they were in the game. Sign me up for that, Dave, if it's Ohio State, LSU, just like you can sign me up for ZipRecruiter because Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a new game artist to grow with her education tech company. Then she switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. You can too, by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. You see, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. And by using ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter candidates, Gretchen found it easier to focus on the best ones than find the right one. In fact, after posting her job on ZipRecruiter, Gretchen said she was honestly surprised she found qualified applicants so quickly and hired a new game artist in less than two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter 
get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ziprecruiter.com slash enter. That's ziprecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Smartest way to get all your NFL and college football information is go to pff.com. The folks at Pro Football Focus do it best, writing about it, analyzing it. Cam Meller writes and analyzes college football, and in particular, this fascinating playoff. We'll talk to Cam from PFF after a quick break. Five college football games today, followed by four on Saturday. The two you're all waiting for, OU-LSU, Clemson-OSU at 8 o'clock. The college football playoff, and then a long 16-day gap. I'm Dave Briggs, home in Connecticut. Ross Tucker's home in Pennsylvania. Home and home, brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Check them out, ZipRecruiter dot com slash enter let's break down the college football playoff the talent on the sidelines and on the football field with cam meller from profootballfocus.com nobody gives you better information analysis perspective on both the nfl and college football than pro football focus cam happy friday my friend dave briggs and ross tucker happy friday to you happy playoff semifinal eve as well Oh, it's finally here. But here is a question before we dive too deep into college football and what's happening on Saturday is this. Lindsey Vaughn, greatest skier of all time, she proposed a second proposal to P.K. Subban, defenseman for the Devils, and she says, well, guys deserve engagement rings too. That was the whole point of the second proposal. We put up a poll and people said 87% no, more than 5,000 people voted. Guys do not even want engagement rings. Would you want an engagement ring of your own? I, as a guy who's never taken his wedding band off in these seven years of marriage, I absolutely would not want an engagement ring. No, I'm, uh, I'm fine with just the wedding band and, uh, and calling it from there. What about... Just the uh, the concept of women now proposing to men, Cam. I'm all for that. If that's a, if that's the relationship you struck up with your significant other, I'm all for that. But uh, me, uh, me personally, I was I was all there for the traditional values of uh, giving her the ring and 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 doing that whole jazz. Uh, I, I think it would have been I would have been a little taken aback if it was the other way around. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You know, it's so funny because everybody says the same thing. 
yeah, I think that's great if that's what you want. Uh, no, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> like, I want to know. We're going to get somebody on the show that's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. I would have loved that. Because uh, I just, I, I don't know who that person is. I also don't know who that person is, Cam, that thinks Oklahoma has any chance against LSU on Saturday. Do they? Paint me a picture in which Oklahoma wins that game. Uh, it, all the pieces of the puzzle have to not only stay intact and fall in the right places, they have to get you know, something that we haven't seen all year long, and that is a game in which Joe Burrow doesn't put forth you know, the ho-hum 330 yards and three passing touchdowns. This is, a, this is I mean, it's, it's unthinkable at this stage of the season for that to not happen, and it's unthinkable for Oklahoma to win. I wrote a preview on the on our site, and I dove as deep as I could into our numbers. And let's just say, to figure out the roadmap, it was a little bit difficult. And to think that all of those things that Oklahoma would have to do to get a victory against LSU happening in the same game is is slim to none. So here's another question, Cam: Is there a team that you think would have been better in this role? Forget like resume or the voting or like. Is there a team that you think could have given LSU a better game, would have been better as the fourth college football playoff team? Or do you think Oklahoma's the best we could do? I, I think once Tua's injury happened, that was it. We lost the fourth best team in the country because of you lose the best player on the best team or the fourth best team. So once we once we saw that happen, I think we were stuck with three great teams and then a clear next tier and yeah, sure, Oklahoma beat up on, you know, Baylor for a, half, a game and a half, at least. And so that kind of gives them the nod. I, I, you know, this is they have all the horses on offense. It's just a matter of that defense stopping a team that has not been able to be stopped on offense. Yeah, the, the loss of Ronnie Perkins, who's arguably OU's best pass rusher, that made a huge difference. And now that game at 12 and a half points. The other one, though, two and a half points, Clemson, the favorite. Uh, tell me how Ohio State knocks off Clemson. Nobody has a roadmap on how to beat Trevor Lawrence yet. So if, if anybody can do it, it's, it's this team with how complete they are. I mean, there's six defensive tackles that rotate in and have over 200 snaps and then over, I mean, well above average grades for us at PFF. So if they can do that, if they can attack the interior, those tackles are great. And you know, Chase Young is going to be able to get pressure at least five, six times, or at least cause, you know, a change in the game plan with those tackles who are great so if they can get, you know, attack, I think, the depth and keep their guys fresh and keep them, you know, active on defense, they have enough of that depth to run with that Clemson offense. So it's just a matter of whether they get solid play from all of the guys across the entire rotation because you're going to have your lapses, you're going to have your moments. Clemson's going to score some points. So Justin Fields needs to be able to put some points on the board himself. But I think it's it's u- utilizing your depth and the speed that they have on defense to limit and, you know, run with all those guys that the Clemson Tigers have. So, Cam, I know you guys grade every player on every play. That's what's so awesome about PFF. So my question is simple. Who's the most talented team? Out of all four of these teams remaining, who is the be- like the, the most talented team top to bottom? There's players that are shining at each position for each team, but I honestly think that Ohio State has the most complete team uh, just in terms of the depth. They have more players atop the rankings of the Big Ten, but also if you filter it out to just Power 5 or all FBS, they have more players in the top 25, top 10s of, of each of the positions than any of the other teams do combined. You know, you, it's, it's, it's hard to find 
a weakness on Ohio State. I know there's not a true playmaker on the outside at wide receiver like they've had, but Olave, Victor, and KJ Hill are all grading very well, and they just don't make a lot of mistakes. So I think that's what you know sets OSU apart is the depth, the amount of you know mistake-free football they play, uh, and just how deep they are at each position with top talent. Not only just their elite players, but they have dudes that are also you know near elite just behind them. Talking to Cam Meller, profootballfocus.com, PFF underscore Cam. Is this the most talent we've ever seen in a college football playoff? I see eight of the top 25 players on PFF are in these final four. Absolutely. I mean, this is a, a year that I don't think we've ever seen before. You know, vindicating our grades is one thing with when you have the four highest graded quarterbacks represented in the playoff here. But also, I mean, when you look at it and you have so many award winners from the national stage, so many of our draft top draft talent, but also so many of our underclassmen that are going to top the next year's draft class as well. This is, I think, hands down the most talented playoff we've had. All right. So, Cam, I want you, in terms of pro prospects, let's pretend – where do you live, Cam? Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. You guys are all in Cincinnati. All right. Let's just pretend that you are the owner of the Bengals. You're Mike Brown. You have the number one pick. But all of these quarterbacks are available. That means Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are able to turn pro, and they do so after their sophomore years. By the way, like they should be able to, but that's a topic for another day. I want you to kind of give me what your pecking order would be from an NFL standpoint for these four quarterbacks. It is Trevor Lawrence, number one, Burrow, two, Fields, and then far down Hurts. So I still think – Anytime a kid is 24 and 0, and I don't care if he plays in the ACC, the AAC, the the amount of throws that he can make, the ability to buy time, you know, 2019 Joe Burrow, I'm not going to say that season is an outlier. This is, you know, we finally harnessed and seen what he's able to do and what made him Mr. Ohio football back in the day. This is, I think, this is a a player that has done nothing that we've ever seen before. This is a guy who is clear cut the top player, the best player overall at the most important position. So I'm going Trevor Lawrence, you know, edging out Joe Burrow. And then, then, you know, from there it's, it's fields. And uh, that's a, not a, not so distant third, but it's a significantly more distant uh, third than it is one to two. Interesting. Okay. So close between Lawrence and Burrow, decent drop to fields at three, huge drop to Hertz at four. And you kind of hinted at this, but you've been doing this a while now. Have you ever seen anything like Joe Burrow? Like have you ever seen a guy I mean, what, what were his grades last year in your grading system? And what are they this year? They're, and has there ever been a guy make that kind of a jump? No. And I, I think our lead draft analyst, Mike Renner, who's been doing just straight draft analysis for five, seven, eight, nine years, he's saying that this is possibly the biggest draft mover we've not only seen at PFF, but if you go back as far as you can and, and data is available, this is, I mean, he was in the mid 70s a year ago, so he wasn't bad. He wasn't, you know, I mean, he was exactly what you saw last year. He wasn't a world beater, a game changer. He lost a few games. They didn't harness his ability to throw outside, throw deep or throw, you know, anything basically short of normal routes and normal things that he was doing. So this is, um, yeah, I mean, this is I agree with Mike. I agree with the stance on on the fact that this is likely something we've never seen before to have a guy move from the 70s, the just barely above average to the elite breaking some of Baker Mayfield's records that we have breaking all of Kyler's records, seeing, you know, success rewriting the sec record book from the basic box score, but also, 
you know, the things he's been able to do, he's shattering our accuracy metrics, which, you know, we go even further past our grades and we look at where every ball is thrown on every play. So it's, if you're leading the receiver, if you're throwing it directly to his hands away from coverage, I mean, Burrow throws on even non-screens, I think an accurate pass to his receiver's hands or directly in front of them in a perfect relocation over 78% of the time, which is by far the, the highest percentage we've ever seen. Talking to uh, Cam Meller, profootballfocus.com. Cam, there is a massive 16-day gap, 18 bowl games between tomorrow's games and the college football national championship. I see that as massively problematic. Ross disagrees. Where are you on that? I'm a, I'm a little indifferent, I think, for the teams that have gotten used to it. You know, maybe this this bothers LSU, you know, but the Clemson Tigers, this if Alabama were in it, it wouldn't bother them nearly as much. They've gotten used to this giant gap in terms of, you know, waiting for the playoff, waiting for a bowl game even, or waiting for the, then the national championship. I think that, you know, this this does not favor the teams that have not done this before. I mean, you can look and see just even the bowl game layoffs. I know it's a bowl game and you're not playing for it, but anytime you see the Miami Hurricanes score zero points because they've waited for almost a month, basically, or over a month to play a game, I, I think there's, there's something to be said for the layoff or the layover here from the time, especially the 16-day one. I think it'll be big for teams that have not been here before. Out of sight, out of mind. I don't care about the players. I care about the fans. And I think the fans are getting screwed here with this long layoff. I think it'll hurt the momentum. But we appreciate the time, Cam. Enjoy not just the college football playoff, but the Cheez-It Bowl and all the other beautiful title sponsors that have somehow slapped their name on a bowl game. Appreciate it, my friend. Enjoy the weekend. My pleasure, Dave. Ross, guys, thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 